SBS live streams and podcasts are supported by advertising. You're listening to SBS on the money with Ricardo Gonçalves. It is your daily 10-minute business and finance news wrap for this Wednesday, the 14th of June, 2023. Also today, we'll take a look at what the US Federal Reserve will likely to do with official interest rates. And of course, it follows that US inflation decision, which had an impact on the Australian share market today, which rose 0.3% on the S&P ASX 200, 7,161. It follows a rally in the US after inflation there continued to ease at 4% at an annual basis. That's down from 4.9% in the previous month and a peak of 9.1% in the middle of last year. For more on the day's market action, I spoke earlier with Grady Wolf. She's a market analyst at Bell Direct. Grady, so US inflation continues to ease. It's at 4% annually. What's this likely to mean for US interest rates? Well, before yesterday's CPI reading, it was interesting to see that 81, there was an 81% expectation that the Fed would pause rate hikes this month. And after the reading came out, it jumped to 99% expectation. So it says that investors in the markets were very welcoming of this reading coming in at 4%, which is down significantly from the peak last June of 9.1%. Now, a key driver of inflation in the US is obviously energy prices and food. And those have both showed very big signs of slowing, which is another welcome change from the Fed's point of view. Now, um, the other thing about their reading yesterday is that it says that the Fed's 10 consecutive rate hikes, aggressive rate hikes at that, have actually started working in cooling inflation in the region and cooling economic growth. So that's exactly what we want to see. The big signal in the big sign out of this is, will this be a rate hike pause for a prolonged period of time or will it just be a one month? And at the moment, people are saying that if if inflation remains uh, really high, well, still at 4%, which is um, double the target rate of 2%, then they may see another rate hike coming. And also, there's going to be a key, keen eye from the Feds on employment. Um, the re- most recent jobs data out of the out of the US in May showed that 339,000 jobs were added, but 444,000 were lost. So that does say the tight labour market in the US is starting to ease. And that's another sign that their um, rate hikes to date are starting to take effect. So on the topic of tomorrow, what we're expecting out of the Feds is possibly, hopefully a pause, 99% chance of a pause. But for how long they're going to pause for is still up in the air. What the data overnight did uh, do is strengthen the, the US dollar. So the Australian dollar fell as a result. It's interesting because currency moves, that is what impacted shares of one of Australia's biggest companies today, CSL. Can you explain how so? Absolutely. Now, CSL, the biotech company based out of Australia, is a global powerhouse with four divisions operating around the world, 100 countries, 30,000 employees, you name it. They are absolutely dominating the healthcare space. The reason that their shares came off today by around 7% was that they offered a lower guidance of their profits due to adverse currency movements. Now, the fact that they've issued this uh, real hike in the expectation of the um, currency impact on profits says that they're kind of expecting some current headwinds. Now, what we, um, interestingly, they've kept their constant currency guidance profit unchanged. So it says that it's skewed at the top end of the guidance range, which is around 2.9 billion US dollars to 3 billion US dollars, a growth of 13 to 18%. 
Um, that is also still below market expectations of 3.4 billion US dollars. So it does say that they're expecting slower profits and slower growth over this fiscal year. But at the same time, um, the reason that they're, the, what we're seeing with CSL is that they're still a powerhouse. They're still expecting growth. So a lot of investors will actually see today's uh, share price drop as a keen opportunity to buy in because what we're seeing, they're still dominating the plasma space, the plasma taking out of blood. Um, they have operations around the world. They're dominating and they're one of Australia's phenomenal success success stories. So on that note, it's an opportunity to buy in is what investors are saying around Australia today. Um, if one of the reasons why they've given for this profit downgrade is currency expectations or currency moves, obviously one of the big reasons for that is the direction of interest rates, right? CSL has been seen as a, as a big defensive play, which typically does well in tough times. But today's announcement from the company, which comes with a, a profit downgrade for next year, does it really show that even market darlings can hit a, a road hump in, during periods of inflation and higher interest rates? So what's your take on, on that particular angle and the similar stocks in this defensive space in this current economic environment. Absolutely. Well, there's no denying that profits and earnings on the broader market are taking a hit in the high interest rate and high inflation market right now. So there's no denying that. Everyone is feeling the broader pressures of market and economic conditions. Defensive stocks have remained resilient through the market movements, especially over the last five years, though, through the turbulence of COVID, especially over the last year, as we've seen this um, sudden aggressive rate hikes out of the Fed, the RBA taking a less aggressive stance, but they're also, they are raising rates. So we're still seeing these Um, companies like Transurban, Telstra and CSL, they're all up over the last five years and they're still up over this period. So any movements and any um, kind of upgrades or downgrades are really spooking the market. So that's what we need to keep in mind is the long-term movements and the defensive nature, the defence word says it all. But during these times of high volatility, having exposure to defensive stocks in your portfolio is a really strong strategy as demand for these goods and services is really unaffected by any movements in interest rates or inflation. We do need these staple services in our lives, right? So it does say that towards um, even when even in recessions, we're still needing these services. So companies like this are de- generally um, able to weather the storms. And as I said before, CSL is very, very strong. So these tiny little spook in the market is likely to be short lived. But Talking about market darlings, there are the ones that aren't so defensive. So the Afterpay in 2020 was sold off in 2021. Then we had Whitehaven Coal last year was the stock of the year, now sold off this year. Those darlings are the ones that are most affected, the ones that people jump on the bandwagon of and then are really impacted by major movements in macroeconomic events and the economic conditions. So investing in defensive stocks with the likes of CSL, Transurban, Telstra, that's exactly what you want to play because it says that they can weather the storm for prolonged long periods of time. Okay, one sector that did do well today, the miners. Uh, How much of that has to do with central bank policy moves out of China? I would say almost all of it is to do with the central bank moves out of China because we have been waiting for this for so long. Now, China came back online at the start of this year with a really lacklustre opening. Now, everyone kind of expected that China would come back on full BAM, back to a full operational capacity and it's back to normal. But that that has not been the case in any way, shape or form. And given that the miners were boosted today with iron ore price up 2.24% to 114 US dollars a tonne, copper's up 2.93% 
3%. And that's because of China lowering a short-term lending rate for the first time in 10 months. Now, the Chinese government is saying that the Chinese Central Bank as well is saying that their their own lacklustre return to full operational capacity is impacting not only themselves, but the world. So they need to do something about it. So fiscal and monetary policy need to come hand in hand here. And that's what we're seeing. So the move out of the central bank today or yesterday, sorry, was what we needed to see. And it kind of incites speculation that the broad, a broader policy package is coming to really reignite and really reinstate the import and demand for commodities in the region because they have a property crisis, a housing crisis. They have so they're really, really slow back on the mark. So what we need to see, and what a lot of investors and markets are seeing and are hoping for, is this big, broader policy to come out very soon. Hopefully, in the next week or so. And very briefly, in this environment, where do you see the opportunities for investors at the moment? Yeah, I think at the moment we see healthcare as a real big opportunity in the market and one that's kind of underperforming the market at the moment. The sector's down 5.86% over the last month, but it's the sector that continues to outperform the market over the last 10 years. And we're seeing a lot of big names in the sector come through the regulatory approval phases this year and come out with these drugs that the uh, FDA, TGA and other regulatory bodies are really prioritising the fast track uh, passing of. So understanding that with healthcare companies, um, that it's like a 10-year process to get the drug from initially finding a drug to, all the way through to commercialisation. So understanding that some companies are coming through to the money-making stage at the, in this year, that's exactly where the opportunity is to really capitalise on them coming through the years and years of hard work, turning from being a story to being a money-maker and a real um, change-maker in the world of the healthcare industry. Grady Wolf, there, market analyst at Bell Direct. This SBS On The Money podcast is provided for informational purposes only. The content on this podcast should not be understood as constituting advice or a recommendation. It is not personal advice and does not consider your personal circumstances or objectives. You should contact a licensed professional before making any financial decision.